You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho, episode 53, Dreams and Sacred Spaces with Ashley Riley. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So this week we have the wonderful Ashley Riley. She is an intuitive personal development mentor and she can mentor you on a lot of different spiritual topics, including past lives and healing and specifically dreams. And this is something that um, we're going to discuss in the podcast today. So um, I'm really looking forward to hearing her, um, her take on this. And I really love the name of her website. It's www.inmysacredspace.com. So be sure to check out her website and she has a lot of information on there. She has like a Facebook group. And um, I met her recently at a women's group. And, you know, I was just really fascinated by her. So I'm really glad that she can share her knowledge with us today. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, Ashley. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. I'm really excited to be here. So for the listeners, we have Ashley Riley and she and her website is in mysacredspace.com, which I think really goes well with holistic spaces. And she's going to talk to us today about dreams. So Ashley, um, so let's start with like, can you tell us why dreams are so important? Sure. Um, I, I think a lot of people look at dreaming as just sort of being their brain's way of regurgitating whatever happened to them earlier in the week or that day. Um, for me, I view dreams as a psychic tool almost. Um, it's a way for you to tap into your subconscious mind and your higher self and gain really valuable information um, about your life and where you're going and find intuitive direction. And they really can help you um, steer the way that you manifest your life if you pay attention to the symbolism that's being shown to you there. Um, have, you, have you seen this happen in your life personally? Absolutely. I just moved to New York two weeks or two months ago, and um, a lot of what got me here was information that came through dreams. Oh, really? Yeah. I I actually had a dream one night. I, it wasn't even a dream. It was in between a dream, this sort of voice interjected in between. And it was like, this is for when you moved to New York. And wow. a lot of other things that happened um, in that surrounding sort of six month time period that were just really strange coincidences that were kind of all like pointing to New me York. moving here. Yeah. Um, I actually have a whole like a 10 minute out take from a previous podcast that I did talking about that full story um, on a blog post, which I can, I can send you and you can okay. post in notes later or something. Yeah. I'd love to listen to it. 
Um, you know, so, so for the listeners, when I met Ashley, so Ashley and I are in a women's group together. And when I met her and she told me that she worked with Dream Interpretation, my first comment was, well, I never remember my dreams. And, <laughs> and I'm sure you get that a lot, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And she gave me really great advice. So um, I, w- I was hoping you could share that with the listeners. Like, how do you create a space to work with dreams? And it's especially if you don't remember them very often like me. Sure. Um, a lot of times people will say they don't remember their dreams. And that's that can typically be because you're a very deep sleeper. And when you're in that sort of deep sleep state, you're less likely to be able to hang on to the memories of what's happening. So it's not that you're not dreaming. It's just that you're not remembering it. Okay. But there are some exercises and tools that you can uh, implement to help you increase your dream recall. So a few of those um, involve if you happen to wake up in the middle of the night and you remember a dream, just start repeating it in your head over and over and over until you commit it to your long-term memory. Because mm. what happens is when you wake up, it's kind of stuck in the short term and it can fade away really quickly. Um, keep a dream journal on your uh, nightstand and first thing in the morning or if and when you wake up in the middle of the night, get up and write it down so that you will have something there to kind of trigger and jog that memory to let you know that you um, had a dream. Also, a lot of people may not want to do this, but you can set your alarm for around three in the morning (laughs) because that's when your REM cycle is happening and that tends to be when you dream the most. So if you set an alarm to wake up, you'll be more likely to remember what you were just dreaming about. Um, Have you done that? I I have not had to do that because I have pretty good dream recall anyway. Okay. Um, And one of the things that I tend to do, and this is my like number one recommendation for people, is to set an intention as you're falling asleep to remember your dreams. Um, sometimes that's really all it takes. Yeah, I've heard like, I've had friends that worked with therapists who, I remember one one friend in specific, she, um, her therapist said, she was trying to figure out like, if she wanted to have kids or not, and there was a whole issue, you know, she was getting older and her boyfriend didn't want to have kids, yada, yada, yada. So, um, her therapist suggested that she go to bed with this intention that uh, to think about children. And then she had ended, ended up having this dream about, this is when Beyonce had her baby. So then, like, I don't know, there was some kind of, anyway, I don't know what happened, but she ended up dreaming about babies and it gave her a lot of um, insight on how she felt about ch- having children, really, that she really maybe didn't want to have them. It had more to do with, other people's impressions of her having a child, but it was Mm -hmm. really helpful. So all she had to do is really just keep thinking about kids, 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 and then fell asleep like that. And then she dreamed about it. Yeah. And that's the great part about dreams is that they really help you. They reflect back to you the, the core emotion of what is going on in your waking life. And a lot of times we ignore those emotions or, you know, we stuff them away and we try to logic ourselves out of them. And sometimes we really just need to tap into what's underneath there to get to the truth of a situation that we're in the middle of. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a lot of judgments involved. Like I know I judge myself. I'm like, oh, you're not in touch enough because you don't remember your dreams. <laughs> and, um, but I don't, but I like that you're, you're just like, no, it's just that you, you sleep really deeply. Yeah, no, I mean, it's your, it's your brain patterns and, and what you've trained your brain to remember. That's all that's going on there. Mm-hmm. 
That's a more gentle way to approach it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, feng shui wise too, when you're setting up your sleep space, I, I mean, I assume this would all um, affect working with dreams as well. It's really important to set your bed up such that when you're sleeping, you can see the door, but you're not in line with the door because that relaxes you more. You're not in a dangerous place. You could see what's happening, and we call that the commanding position. Mm -hmm. So I would also think feng shui-wise, having your bed... Good to know I have my new apartment set up that way. (laughs) Good. (laughs) But if you have your bed set up in the commanding position, it probably is more conducive to being relaxed. So you're less... um, you're less on defense when you're Mm -hmm. falling asleep because the idea is if you're not in command, then your subconscious mind is uh, under a level of stress because it can't see if anyone's going to come in and attack you while you're Mm -hmm. in this passive state of sleeping where you're vulnerable, right? You're vulnerable, vulnerable to energies around you, but also like in a very physical way, you're your old mind just knows fight or flight and it's in that fight or flight state when it can't see what's coming towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also in feng shui, another like bed thing to help your sleep is to not have anything under the bed if possible. Like, and if you do have to have things under the bed, have soft things like pillows and linens or sleep related things. Cause if you have things that are emo- that are emotionally charged, for instance, like, well, an extreme example would be like guns or knives, but even um, letters from ex-partners, photo albums, photo albums things that, or books, or even like shoes that's like very active. Mm-hmm. And all those energies really affect you while you're sleeping because you're in this passive state and it, um, the energy, like even like I said, like running shoes, what does that make you think of? Running and mm-hmm. activity versus sleep and rest. I like to put crystal grids under my bed. Oh yeah, I like that too. I have um, a selenite sort of square with some other crystals underneath my bed just for grounding and, and yeah. processing energies while I sleep. Yeah, um, sometimes I suggest, like you can even put this, like if I work on a client for renovation, we could put it in underneath the wood floor and underneath the floor so it, you don't have to worry about your cleaning oh, lady nice. messing it up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've, had, I've had people use black tourmaline grids mm-hmm. under the bed and like a, or you know, rose quartz or quartz, clear quartz in the center. But Well, actually, you were telling me before about intention altars too, and that's a way to create a space to work with dreams. Yeah, and I, I wrote a blog post a while back just talking about when you when you move into a new place or something like that, you know, a lot of people will tell you, okay, you need to sage and clear the energy and whatnot. And I feel like that is in and of itself, just setting an intention to claim your space. Right. Mm -hmm. And in so many ways, decorating your new home is claiming your space. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you put intention into how you decorate your space and what you're putting on the walls. Everything has sort of this, meaning and intention to it. And so in some ways you don't have to create a traditional altar, so to speak. Um, Just decorating your house is a way to really create intention around you. Mm -hmm. Um, So just like you're talking about where you place things in a room, it's kind of the same concept. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can use things like that in your room to create intentions toward dreaming or whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. Um, 
I personally like to have like a very specific intention altar where I kind of like put different things on there to symbolize certain things and kind of change it around. I do a lot of, um, like what do you have on your intentional? Oh gosh, I have like a little a little um, statue of Buddha that has a, a cup sort of in front of it. It's supposed to be for a candle, but I fill it with little tiny crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, lots and lots and lots of crystals. A lot of times I'll actually use tarot cards as um, archetypal symbols for certain intentions on mm-hmm. my altar too. Um, so like a really great tarot card to put on a dream altar would be the high priestess or even um, Mother of Cups. Both of those are very much connected to intuition and what's going on on internally and on a subconscious level. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon would probably be another really good one to add to an intention altar. Um, just like I was talking about before, selenite is connected to the moon. And so that too is a very, um, really good crystal for subconscious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, See, and I'm sure you can find dozens and dozens of crystals that are really great for, for dreaming intentions too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could also be like really simple things like um, a really tiny pillow or anything that you would personally associate with dreaming. Mm-hmm. You could incorporate into that. Yeah, I think, um, well, this leads me to my last question about how the listeners can start interpreting their dreams. But I remember when we did meet, you you suggested, well, or on your website, you have like some book suggestions. So I did that. Like I, I think just having, um, like a dream interpretation book and a little journal and a pen, except when I wake up, I don't, I'm like, I want to keep sleeping. I don't want to write down, (laughs) wake up and write down my dream. But um, but I think even having that on your nightstand, that creates that intention right, exactly. to start to remember. Yeah, you you have put forth an effort to go out and gather these items that are for this purpose, mm-hmm. and that's an intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's incredible about that dream dictionary that you um, recommend is that sometimes I have a dream and I'm like, well, it's about, you know, ABC, and that's... Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be in the book. And I look it up and it's there. (laughs) There are some really bizarre things in the book that you would be like, people actually have had a dream about this. And it's in in a dream dictionary. It's common enough to be in a dream dictionary. I know. uh, And I was talking to some some friends and they were were talking about dreams. and, And I was like you'd be I'm like you'd be surprised like I you would expect it not to be in the book but I've there hasn't been a dream that I've had where I couldn't find something that interpreted it in the book yeah and I I have had dreams where there are certain things that aren't in there so I try to look for the next closest thing Mm -hmm. Um, and usually you can find something pretty similar and it'll it'll be right around in the, the area of what you're trying to figure out yeah. So, so how can the listeners start interpreting? And then I want you to t- tell them about your dream interpretation course as well. Sure. Um, I actually, in my course, I recommend a ton of like free resources and materials. So dreammoods.com is an online, um, dream journal or dream dictionary mm-hmm. and it's free. You can just use it. Um, so that's kind of like my go-to. They also have an app. I have it on my phone in case I'm oh, on the okay. go and dreaming and I can go and look it up. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so that's a really great free resource. Um, the book that I recommended was the dream dictionary A to Z. Yes. That which one you can find on, um, Amazon. The author's name escapes me right now. 
Um, but uh, you'll see a lot of overlap between dream moods and dream dictionary A to Z. And some of the definitions are almost like verbatim exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I have found that dream dictionary A to Z actually has a little bit more in-depth. Um, it's got some symbols in there that you won't be able to find on dream moods. Okay. Um, so it's a little bit Yeah, and the deeper. book's not expensive. It's good no, to have. not at all. Um, so that's a good start. Starting a dream journal, I highly recommend. And just every morning, whatever you can remember, just write it down. Um, I personally like to use like a WordPress or something like that for my dreams, because then I can really easily go back and search through Mm -hmm. them for dates or for certain symbols. And it's really great to help you start to see um, patterns in your dreams. Um, so those are two things that I really recommend, uh, for anybody who wants to really start to get into dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. And then of course I offer a, an online dream interpretation course through my website on inmysacredspace.com. Um, and not this, this course is a lot more than just teaching you how to remember and interpret dreams. It's teaching you how to use your dreams as a psychic tool, Mm. um, how to dream with intention, how to identify different types of dreams, maybe separating a past life dream from a subconscious, just, you know, this is what happened today and this is how I feel about it kind of dream, Mm -hmm. um, astral travel, anything that falls under the box of what happens while you're sleeping. I kind of go over that in this five week online course and really give my students um, the foundation and fundamentals of everything that they need to start doing some serious dream work um, with themselves and then eventually with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of how I came about this was doing it for myself for, you know, four or five years, getting to the point where, okay, I started interpreting dreams for other people. And then realized that, you know, I could teach this pretty easily. And it's all sort of like my own methodology and things that I've learned and, you know, using the same dream archetypes that are available in dream dictionaries. Mm. Well, I think it's a lot to think about then. Yeah. A lot of, I think, um, I think it's really exciting because I, when I have started writing, well, when I started writing down the dreams, I really just, it I think um, it gives you a lot to really consider because you would, you might think, oh, you know, this means that. But then you look at the dictionary and it has like, it gives you a really objective way to look at the symbols and it, it's really super interesting. And I think also um, at some point you can, like you said, like um, you, I think you can start dream, um, creating dreams that you want to see happen as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lucid dreaming um, is 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 basically what you're you're talking about, where you uh, recognize that you're dreaming and you can actually kind of create what's going on in the dream. And then, does that have any reflection on your life too? Then, um, that's a good question. I've never really thought about that. Because I because I know, like in feng shui, we say um, if you can, it's like it's a way of visualizing things. Yeah, as you see it, it can it can then manifest in your life. Absolutely. I would think that it would work that way. Um, I think you have to be a highly visual person in order to be able to sort of utilize that lucid state in dreaming anyway. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, that would be a, a really great place to start with manifestation. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, um, I heard a meditation teacher say recently, because I always um, wonder like, oh, am I not that great at visualizing when I do visualizations? And he was like, you know, everyone's good at visualizing. He's like, imagine. And then he like went through describing like a burger. And he's, and he's like, I bet all of you don't have a problem visualizing this. And it was true. So it's like, I think sometimes we... Um, sometimes you need somebody to yeah. kind of guide you through the visualization. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it's, and you can do it. So it's not too hard to do. Even like with clients, when I do visualizations in feng shui, I, I say, if you can't visualize it, just like visualize saying the words in your head, like imagine saying the words mm-hmm. of what you want to happen. And, and that's a good place to start. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing all this knowledge with us. You're welcome. I've also got a couple of free eBooks about dreaming on my website. If you want to go check those out. Um, one of them is a guide to tapping into past lives through your dreams. And the other one is a guide to connecting with your spirit guides in your dreams. So those are both totally free. Just sign up for my email list and it'll get sent to you via email. Okay. Well, um, but so they'll just go to in, in my sacred space.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we'll also have that linked on the website at holistic spaces.com slash podcast. Well, this was great. And we'll have to do a follow up. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the holistic spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.